have a condition called spinal muscular atrophy. It's life-changing for me. I had an audition to be on Gogglebox. It's not a really stream TV, does it? Um, leaving my previous job um, under sort of not the best of circumstances because of the pandemic. People can only deal with what they can deal with. Like, you can only deal with the level of stress that you've been exposed to before. The college experience was like my breaking point. This cannot continue. I don't cope well with change. Fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Why did you say that? Today's guest, Ross Lannan, is a disability content creator, blogger, and radio host. And in today's conversation, we covered many topics, including men's mental health and the impact of mental health on disability. This is also your daily reminder to remember, if you are struggling, you are not alone, and please reach out to the people around you. That being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Not Quite Podcast. I'm Charlie Randall. Let's get ready to rewrite the rule book. Welcome back to the Not Quite Pod. Ross, uh, we've got Ross today with us. Uh, Ross, do you want to quickly introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are, what you do? Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Ross Lannan. Um, I, oh, what, introductions are hard, aren't they? Um, I'm a disability blogger from Cornwall. Um, I'm 29. And yeah, I'm a part-time radio host, blogger, and just general weirdo. <laughs> That's why we get along so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, a little bit of a disclaimer for myself. If I sound horrendous, I've got a bit of a cold at the moment. So if I sound a bit nasally, I apologise. But I didn't want to skip out on this episode today. So bear with me. I'm soldiering through. Uh, but yeah, just in case I sound absolutely atrocious. No. Um, but yeah, talking about yourself a little bit more. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, what's your disability? How does it affect you? And sort of how does it affect you on a day to day basis in terms of, um, yeah, things that you have to do slightly differently, challenges that you have and so on and so forth? Yeah. So I have a condition called spinal muscular atrophy, um, essentially muscle weakness. So I use a electric wheelchair full time, um, and yeah, day to day, generally, it's sort of, I, I can, I can wait bare for like a few, a few seconds. So I can sort of stand um, for sort of small transfers and things. Um, but generally, you know, my chair is my safe space. I can, yeah, I can stand, but I can't take any steps or anything. I think that's why I love swimming. I love swimming so much because it's like freedom just to like walk around. Do you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think people often take that that for granted but yeah. yeah um day to day generally it's sort of I'm fairly independent you know I'm a very um I've got a good setup around me you know I've got lots of equipment and my my house and everything is is very well adapted so yeah, yeah I'm very lucky in, in that sense that I'm quite independent considering I'm weak as piss. <laughs> and that's all right. I mean, I am very, I've, I've met, uh, we met in the summer in, in real life. It was weird. Social media friends meeting in real life. That doesn't normally happen. No. <laughs> but very jealous of Ross's house. Ross's house cool. is the dream when it comes to accessibility meets just look, not looking medical. And I think that's yeah. a common thing is everything looks so medical. You're like, why? Like we're two young guys. Yes, we want things to look quote unquote normal. And mm. I think that's what's your actually what's your or going off topic? What's your view on that on uh, medical medical equipment and sort of house stuff and then just in general all of the stuff that's targeted towards the disabled community, particularly those of mm. us with physical disabilities. 
it's all very medical, very clinical, very boring, very white, very yeah. Uh, yeah, what's your view on it? Yeah, like why why is that? Like everything is so I think people just presume that um people with disabilities like don't have any taste or style or anything because <laughs> everything is just basic, isn't it? It's yep. it, yeah, it's it's horrible, even down to the point of I've recently I'm in the process of getting a new wheelchair and yep. I'm like the fussiest person going. Like I need perfection. Um yep. and just little things on the chair. I'm like, I don't I, like it. It just doesn't yeah. like I, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as like a vain person, but like generally you want things to look nice. Um yep. and yeah, some of the things on this new chair, I was just like, sorry, how how do you actually expect me to go around looking like that? I, I can't. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's always big and bulky, and like that's why I, I, I mean, if I've got any OTs or physical therapists that listen to this, they're gonna hate me. But I always find like they look at it from such a clinical point of view, and like about times I've gone, yeah, but it works. Like if this style of me, me standing up works, forget that there's a higher likelihood that I might smash my face in. It works. Like it work. Like that's what I can't wrap my head around when people go like, oh, but why do you want this? Because I want it. Like it's like when people go, "What colour do you want your wheelchair?" Well, why are you bothered about the colour? Because I'm sat in it every day. You wouldn't exactly. wear a pair of sh- shoes that you didn't like. No, no. <laughs> I think sometimes you that they you you know when it comes to medical stuff, people do forget that you are actually a human, especially if you're a yeah. young person as well. A lot of the older stuff um, is kind of linked to the elderly and things like that. Yeah. Whereas as a young disabled person. You know, we still, you know, we're still young. We want to look cool and we want to yeah. fit in with the crowd and all that stuff. So, yeah. One of the hardest, I mean, I'm going through the process of getting a new wheelchair as well. And one of the hardest things was picking the colours. I didn't think that would be so hard, but it was so hard because once you've picked it, that's it. That's the one you're getting. And it's like, it's not something you can yeah. just like, oh, I fancy a different colour today. I'll just, I'll just pick this one. Yep, that's it. (laughs) Although when it comes to me, like 90% of my everything, like my wardrobe, my my entire like clothes is black. So when it comes to picking colours for anything, majority is quite easy for me because I'm just like, yeah, black. Yeah, 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 that's normally me. It's normally me and then I got excited by a couple of colours. So I was like, how many times do you get to design your own wheelchair? That's very true. So I, I'm not saying any more than that because I'm purposely going to surprise my best friend with the color connection. So oh. I, yeah, I have, I'm purposely not saying anything to anyone about what colors I picked. <laughs> surprise. It's going to be like, yeah, so, it's going to be bright, isn't it? You're going to shock everyone. Wait, just wait and see. Just wait and see. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that is the thing, like. Obviously, your house, as I say, is very, very modern, very sleek, and it definitely doesn't look like. And don't and take this as a compliment because it's meant that way. It doesn't look like it's owned by someone in a wheelchair from yeah. the stereotypical lens. So, like, why aren't businesses and places more thinking? How can we make things look better, but also be more inclusive? Like, be more inclusive and support the same community. So, for example, for me, I'm quite lucky i i wait there quite a lot to do transfers but when i in my house i have like reinforced towel rails that double as a grab rail so it doesn't to the, to the naked eye 
Mm. You, you just think, oh, it's a towel rail. Like, it's fine. But actually, yeah. I'm constantly like, grabbing hold of it and moving around and doing this and that and the other. But it's things like that. Like, how can we make it more sleek? And I know that, obviously, you've got the easy pour kettles, which are, which are really cool. Is there anything yeah. that you come across that's like a bit different that you maybe people don't know about? I think generally I, I make my house look um, as less clinical as possible by like going over the top with my other things. Like, I love yeah. decoration. So like any occasion to decorate my house, like recently, obviously Halloween, my house has been yep. head to toe of decorations. Christmas, I go wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. So I kind of go over the top with other things. You know, my house is full of plants and just generally I think that helps to make it yeah. less clinical. Um, but in terms of other things that I've got, that I think the, probably the two coolest like adaptions in my house that I, I like the most are I've got an electric blind, which sounds really like yeah. yeah, like a boring old man. Like I love and, it; it's so cool. It is really cool. Like I, I share that. I share that excitement. I do. I feel like we get to that age in our lives where. I've got an, another friend who um, has a disability and I went to her house a while back and I'm not joking. I was sat in her kitchen and I was like, I love your oven. And I was just like, <laughs> what have I become? Like, cause she's got this like lowered oven that kind of is this adapted oven. I was like, I love that. I'm like, is this what my life yep. has become? <laughs> I love that you've got an automatic door. I find that absolutely awesome. <laughs> but some people I, I just love the idea of just boop opening the door it's great like I know like, I'm so I'm paranoid though with it I love it to bits it made life so much easier than having to like lift the handle and struggle and lock the door every time I was yeah, yeah. accessible wise it's 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 life-changing for me however yeah I'm very paranoid of like oh god what if I accidentally press the button I'm in the car and the next minute the, the front yeah, door is opening yeah. and the dog gets out or something yeah, yeah. but no it, the door is cool I do love and, uh, but it's like those little things you do get excited about like one of mine I, I'm thinking about moving out and one of the things I'm really excited about because I can't purchase one while I live at home it's a flipping air fryer why am I bothered about an air fryer it's stupid <laughs> so stupid no, you've got to, i tell you what, like, I, I feel like I've gone through those stages of when you first move out, you want to buy everything. Like I bought a blender and I haven't used it in seven years, um, <laughs> but I bought a blender because I had this vision of when I move out, I'm going to make smoothies and I'm going to buy fresh fruit and be healthy. It yep. never happened. <laughs> Meanwhile, when you go to visit Ross, he takes you to a place that sells ginormous cakes. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> the cakes literally were the for for those that are listening were the size of your head, if not bigger. Amazing. That yeah, that is like my go-to place. If I ever have like a friend visiting who's like maybe coming to Cornwall for the first time, I'm like, right, we have to go here. You need the experience. And it's just oh, an excuse for so me. Yeah, the cake. Um, <laughs> what's that? We had two portions as well. We had yes, like, we did. Yes, yeah. we did. They had this like split option of like, oh, you can have a, like two different ones. But yeah. you'd think they would give you slightly smaller portions. No, they literally just give you two cakes. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's just oh dear. Um, what um, obviously you've done 
a lot of work blogging. I know you've done some work with like Visit Cornwall and things like that. What got you into blogging? Because it's quite a niche thing, and particularly it's one of those things that you've really got to stick at to make yeah. it work. Yeah, you do, and I'm I'm really surprised that I'm like you know six years in now, and I'm I'm still you know I'm not turning them out as regular as I was, but it's still a passion, and it's still like there in the background. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. If I put my mind to something, I am committed to it. And I knew that this was something I wanted to do and I wanted it to become a success. So it wasn't something I rushed. Like I really put a lot of time and effort into it before like my initial launch or my my original post. Um, And I knew I wanted to do like a good first blog post that would really like grab people's attention. I think my very first blog post was um, sharing my experience of I had an audition to be on Gogglebox um, and that oh, was my very first blog post. Um, and I shared that and I thought, yeah, that is going to be the one that maybe gets people's attention. Um, you would be so good. You would be so good. <laughs> we should do it together, Charlie. It would be oh, literally. I'd love it. I Literally, about the times me and Gina sit there and we're like, oh, I'd love to do it. Like, I'd love to do it. But like, no, most, of, most of the time we're like laying in bed, one arm out. And I'm like, this doesn't really scream TV, does it? <laughs> no, although, although I, I do worry if I was to go on a programme like that, I would absolutely ruin my reputation because I think people often look at me online and they'll think, oh, he's this, you know... Cute, innocent. <laughs> yeah, sweet, sweet little innocent Ross. But then in reality, I'm watching TV and I'm like calling everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's just... Yeah, it like... Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things like you constantly guess it. Like, I hate that with this. Like, I come off of a podcast and I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Why did you say that? <laughs> like, ah, oh, and then you sit there and you think, oh, that's got to go. Like, am I going to be able to cut it out? Does it make sense if I cut it mm. out? Or do I just roll with it? Most of the time, yeah. I just roll with it. I'm like, look, if people have a problem, I'm called not quite politically correct. Get over it's- it. Exactly. You've got the excuse to fall back on your whole brand is being. Yeah. You know, yeah, this but, is not quite. But um, coming back to blogging, like, yeah, yeah, what's been some of your more like uh, your most exciting? Like, what were some of the ones where you're like, oh, that was a cool one? Like, we all have them. Like, the certain social media posts I've done, and the certain and podcasts I've done. I'm like, that's a killer. Like, that's that's the one. Yeah, I think, um, and that's the risk you take with blogging as well. Sometimes the ones that you put the most effort and time into, they get the least interaction. Yeah. And then the ones that you think, oh, you know. Slapdash. Yeah, yeah. slapdash one. It does the best. So you can never really plan these things. And I think a lot of it does come down to visuals these days. So, like, you know, people want photos, videos. They don't want to just read a book, you know. So, yeah, yeah, in terms of ones that I think have done the best, or the ones that I've enjoyed the most probably are, like, the travel ones. I've done a couple of, like, where I've, I've reviewed accommodation and things like that and that's yeah. when it really kicks in I'm like I'm actually doing something good here not not yeah. only am I benefiting benefiting from this I'm getting like a trip out of it which is fun for me and my yeah. family or whoever I take with me but this is going to really help somebody else who when it comes to staying at this location I can give in-depth review of what it's like so yeah probably my favorite one I've ever done was um, it was a place called uh, Deer Park. It was Forest Holidays. Um, and it was like this log cabin with a hot tub. Um, and a, I think I remember seeing this. 
Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a picture of me like hanging over a hot tub with like a rubber. Yeah, bag. I know so, that. Yeah, 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 you know. I know the one. So yeah, that's probably been one of my favorite ones because I had the best weekend away, and also I had so much fun like filming it and reviewing it. So yeah, it's moments like that that I'm like, wow, you know, six years ago yeah. I could have only dreamt of being given an opportunity to do that, and now it's like yeah. a reality. So I'm yeah, I pinch myself sometimes. Did you have like a proper, like, like, this is where I want to go? Or were you just kind of, similar to me, when I first started, I literally was just like, oh, I'll give it a go, see what happens. And here I am. Yeah, no, I had no plan. Um, other than I wanted to have like a backlog of posts because I didn't want to be a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Um, other than like planning maybe my first three or four posts so I had regular content for the month. Um I had no plan of where it would go. I really didn't have a clue. So it's quite yeah. nice to see how it's developed. And I think as I got older and the, the, the platform grew and my confidence grew, I kind of, I think it, it all just grew organically, yeah. which I think is, is quite nice. And even without the blog, I wouldn't be like doing the job I am now with radio because that only came about because of the blog. So yeah. Yeah, on that note, tell us a bit more about your radio presenting. That was such a cool, like, I didn't see that coming. I was like, I, when you when you started it, I was like, I can see this so clearly now. But before, I was like, wow, I didn't didn't see that one coming. <laughs> you can tell I, um, I'm used to being the other guy on the camera. It's almost like I'm setting myself up for a, um, a nice little segue there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. You're making my life really easy. It's great. <laughs> I'm a control freak. I don't like being on the other <laughs> side. I like to know what questions I'm going to ask, what I'm going to do, you know. Um, it's all right. I'll throw some curveballs yeah. at you later. It's fine. Got <laughs> <laughs> um, the question. What did you ask me? <laughs> I said, what, um, what, how did the radio presenting come about? Because it was quite a, from my perspective, it was quite a random switch I didn't see coming. And then all of a sudden you were radio presenting. I'm like, whoa, okay. Ross is taking yeah. a dive into a different world. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And even still, like every, every time we do an event or something, I'm just like, even this week alone, yesterday, I was in the studio and, and the radio is kind of split. So I work for a company called the Chaos Group. And basically, it's kind of split between they've got a radio studio, and then they've got we call it the TV studio, because it's, it's an online broadcast. So it's all um, broadcast online. But there's the radio side where it's just audio. And then there's this TV outlet where they go and do outdoor broadcasts. And um, it's a full on like green screen studio. And it's really, it's really cool. And yesterday, even I, we were doing this um, online broadcast and I was in the studio and I was sat behind this desk and I had this backdrop and all these lights and cameras surrounding me. And I was just like, how did I get here? Like, this is so, cool. <laughs> yeah. I love this. Like, this is something like, obviously it's small scale compared to like, you know, big TV shows or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just like, this is so cool that I get the chance to do this. Like, I I could never have imagined it. So I, I just love it. Yeah, the radio came about because it was during the pandemic. I think I talked quite um, openly and publicly about um, leaving my previous job um, under sort of not the best of circumstances because of the pandemic. Um, yeah. And then I think the the 
the director of the chaos group um she followed my blog for a while and she just sent me a random message online she was like hey do you fancy um giving presenting a go do you fancy coming into the studio one day having a little go and i was like why not yeah i'm i'm down to try it i love that yeah Um, so yeah i went along and i did i did like the first day and i loved it and then they said well do you want to like volunteer more regularly there wasn't an opportunity for paid work at the time they're like do you fancy doing some voluntary so i did like one day a week voluntary for a while and it just grew from there until um obviously i enjoyed it and they must have liked what i was doing to the point where they offered me uh paid work and i've been there ever since you know it's awesome man it's awesome it just shows you you never know what's around the corner no i love that variety as well like I've yeah. always been interested in media, you know, whether that's any form of media, yeah. um, it's, you know, it started with the blog and stuff like that. And then to think that it's gone into like, I never thought I would be interested in radio or presenting. It's it's more the presenting yeah. side that I love. I must admit, I'd love to give it a go. Like I always sit and think, how funny would it be to just be on the last leg randomly here <laughs> on the last leg? And just fuck about for a bit because that's, that's what it always feels like on that show. They do. They just fuck about. It's true. Yeah. No, you'd be great. You should absolutely. It's it's hard to find, isn't it? Like where it's do these really options come from? And especially because I'm in Cornwall as well. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not a lot down here. All the big opportunities that I see, it's all London based. You know. Yeah. And I'm just like. Yeah. Oh. And then comes in the additional issue of. London has its own access requirements and difficulties. Then there's another issue for anyone that's got a disability or is differently abled that yeah. you've got to get in there and and it's got to be a comfortable environment for you, which is again another challenge. And it's actually probably why I started this because it gave me the op- opportunity to present my own show and interview my own people at sort of. Yeah my own control as much as it sucks that no one's going and finding the guests for me i do love just having a chat like we are now it's mad yeah no that's that's the whole fun of it i do a little bit of the behind the scenes admin um as well with the radio so some days when i'm not presenting i um i help out with the admin and that that involves like you know finding guests and booking guests and i really i really enjoy that i'm like who can i you know contact or find locally it's I like yeah. meeting people and, and chatting. So, is it local to you as well um, in terms of travel distance? I know you said it's obviously local enough to get there, but in yeah. terms of it's not too too much of a big upheaval to get there and stuff. No, it's literally like a fifteen minute drive from my house. I'm oh, incredibly cool. lucky. I can roll out of bed and just you know. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. I wish it was that simple. I think any disabled person knows it's never that easy. Yeah. However, you know what I mean. Yeah. But prime example, I was late to catch up with Ross for this episode because I went, okay, I need to leave, and then something happened at work, and then I also forget how long it takes me to like sort all my stuff out in terms of get my bag sorted, get out of the building, get in the car, get to my house, get my stuff out of the car. It's just, you sit there and think, a normal person would have done this in two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it takes extra planning and prep for everything, doesn't it? Yep, absolutely everything. And on that note, um, you mentioned, obviously, the, oh, and uh, and as I know, you live down in Cornwall. Now, Cornwall is notorious for not being the most accessible place in the world. Mm. Um, 
what would be some of your pointers for anyone traveling down or some i know you've done a lot of blogging around cornwall and some of their accessible um entertainment areas and things like that um yes yeah, so what would be some of your like top five actually we do this really well actually we, we're not too bad at this um yeah because i think often times where it's quite pretty everyone everyone kind of sees it as like Beach plus wheelchairs plus mobility aids is a non-starter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think, although to be fair, to be fair, it's not as bad as it as it was. And in terms of beaches, yeah, when people think of Cornwall, they want to come from the beach, don't they? That's the main thing. Um, and there are beach chairs available in certain areas, but they are generally manual, which you cannot push yourself. Um, and they're not electric either. So you, you do rely on somebody who, you know, you need someone to to push you, especially on the beaches. It's it's heavier as well. They're big old chunky things. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of beach chairs around. You just need to be like organized and book them in advance. You can't often um, just turn up and, and, and use them. Which is unlike a shame. Myself. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I... I had this moment once where I actually, I probably shouldn't even admit to this. I had... Um, Too late now. I, I know. It's on camera. I got the code to my local beach. They kept the beach chairs locked in this shed. And I used them a couple of times. And they're free of charge, but you just leave a donation, which, you know, is fantastic. But I knew the code to the shed. So I never used to book it. I used to just turn up whenever I wanted I would just use the code and take a chair, which is really wrong. Um, but I loved it until like, until like recently they like changed the code and now I'm like devastated. Uh, but they did, they saw this weird kid on CCTV just wheeling in and out. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they thought better change the code because this guy just yeah. has taken the piss then. He really is. <laughs> yeah. He's taking Cornish life. Yeah. To the, to Far the max. Too, but... Yeah. To the max. Um, in terms of, obviously, we've just spoke about beaches. Is there anything else that you would say definitely come down and visit that people wouldn't necessarily think they'd be able to do if they've got mobility uh, issues? Um, generally for Cornwall, yeah. I mean, other than the beaches and the, the pasty shops, you know, what I think we, we've got a lot of, um, you Friends. know, the theatres, <laughs> yeah, the food, the restaurants, the theatres, they're generally pretty accessible. You know, I can't sit here and say, we're we're terribly inaccessible because we're actually not like it's no. it's actually all right you know i know yeah yeah when you live somewhere it's almost hard to comment or judge because you don't yeah you don't notice little things whereas i know when you've come down and you go to specific places in cornwall like i know you've been to like the cider farm and places like that yeah um, yeah generally the access is is quite good pretty good yeah yeah i think it's a common misconception obviously there are areas of cornwall that aren't great and i think the other thing to consider is it's just also quite hilly which doesn't necessarily means it's inaccessible it just means it's a bit more challenging um but yeah yeah, i definitely think cornwall gets a bit of a bad rep in terms of being inaccessible but actually it's probably no different to living near london where i live in kent it's got its good bits, it's got its bad bits, and it's got its in-betweens. Um, and that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah was... no, I can't say it's bad. Sorry, I, I think there's a bit of a delay. Um, what was growing up like for you? 
Oh, deep. <laughs> yeah, we're going a deep dive now. Oh, deep. Um, hi, Mum. It was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. in, in fairness, yeah, no, my, I, I don't have a bad word to say. You know, I've lived a very lucky, you know, privileged childhood, to be fair. You know, I've got an older sister. She's sort of two years older. And we've always had that great relationship as well. We're really close, which, which makes it nice. Um, but yeah, generally, like my childhood was was great. I don't think I ever really went, you know, without anything. You know, I, I was I, funny enough. I was having this conversation with a friend the other day who she's now pregnant, and she was saying, you know, wow. she wants her child not, you know, she wants to not, she wants her child not to not have anything, you know, because in our lives, you know, if we wanted anything, we've always been in a yeah. position where we've kind kind of you know been quite comfortable. So yeah, no, my my fam, I'm. My family are very close, and yeah, my childhood is has been good. Great. But did you um did you go to a, a mainstream school or did you go to a, a specialist school? Uh, mainstream. So yeah, I went to mainstream primary, secondary. Um, I went to to college as well. But I absolutely hated college. I had such a bad experience at college. I think that change in my life of I, I was just incredibly anxious. I was a really like, I think that's probably the the worst when I think of like mental health and anxiety. I've always had a bit of anxiety. I've always struggled um, mm. with that. But the college experience was like my breaking point. Like, I just remember there was one particular day where I was a mess and I think I reached this breaking point and I was leaning over the sink at home, just like I was being ill. It was, it was physically making me ill. And my mom, I remember... You know, certain moments in your life you'll never forget. And I remember yeah. my mum just having a conversation with me and she was like, this cannot continue the way it is because you are making yourself ill. And it was like, you either, you know, fix up and, and we sort this issue yeah. or you, you quit college and we just, you know, we figure it out from there. And ever since then, I don't know what happened. I just remember that day and, and I I stuck with it. I finished my college. I got my qualifications um, I don't know how, but I did it. Um, nice work. Yeah, I I had you know I had some counselling, and I, I I was just in a really bad. Um, it's not something I talk about that often, but I was uh, yeah I I really struggled at college a lot. No, I think I think that's interesting because I think there is I feel like there's a bit of a trend with people with disabilities. There's it's a bit of a weird one to try and explain, but like you almost at primary school, you're a little bit overprotected. Still got the protection there, and in, in uh, and this is only from my experience. Um, and then in secondary school, you've got a little bit less protection, and then you go over to like post sixteen A level college area, and it's a bit like a bit of a weird crossover. Like that some some of that support disappears, then you're sent out into the big wide world. Like when you just said about the college experience, my experience of that happened to me. My first yeah first full-time job role I yeah I I ended up in a right state um and it's interesting that it almost there's like I don't know how to explain it there's almost a point of like oh shit like I'm not used to this I don't know know whether you felt the same I don't know what whether that was the trigger for me it was that whole thing Mm. of like I was in over my head and I didn't know what I was doing that was my thing which makes me super aware of it now like I I'm very reluctant to take on anything where I think I'm going to get halfway through that and go, what the fuck am I doing? Um, 
but that's a possibly yeah. a negative because it means I also don't push myself as much as I probably would have because there's that fear in my head of going, don't get in over your head because you're going to end up in the same spot you started out in. Mm. Yeah, it's such no, a weird one. Yeah, I think especially that transition from whether it's secondary school to college or from college to employment, it is a big change. And I don't cope well with change. I hold my hands up to that. Like big changes in life, I... I struggle with I'm very much a routine based kind of guy I'm you know I'm not completely Same. rigid that I don't have fun um I'm not like yeah. this completely you know organized guy but generally speaking I like I like to know where I stand you know no pun intended but like, I just want to know where I'm at yeah no and I think that does come with a disability as well because we have to plan to the nth degree most of the time like we have yeah. to make sure that the place that we're going to has an accessible toilet has a ramp has parking has this has that and it's not like it's not oh I'm gonna go here today it is literally like all right I've got to make a few phone calls send a few emails then we can go it's not like yeah. just crack on and then that's quite anxiety inducing because I've got it before where you've read the website and you've gone yeah it looks good it looks like it's accessible and you get there and it's not quite right and you're like oh shit what am I going to do now yeah and I'd love to live like that spontaneous life like mm-hmm. I would absolutely love it and sometimes I try and not think about it too much because you can easily get yourself down like yeah I had a moment the other day where I was thinking like oh if I was able-bodied you know I would do this or I would travel so much more and I would I would live here or I would just go and visit friends who live up country and I would just take myself for a weekend away and then I had to like tell myself to stop thinking about that because yeah. it was getting myself down and I was just like why are you like punishing yourself like you know yeah, you yeah. can't that's never going to be your life so don't like tease yourself with these little yeah. fantasies um you know a couple a couple of months ago my friends very spontaneously they just booked a holiday abroad and they're like do you want to come and in reality, I would have loved to, you know, I'm desperate for a holiday. I need some sunshine in my life. Um, but in reality, I can't, I can't, I can't just do that spontaneously. Like they had a specific, it was like half term. They had a specific week that they were going and it was like a last minute book. Let's go. But for me, I, I don't have the luxury of just being able to do that because, planning, researching hotels yeah. that are accessible yeah, and booking yeah. flights yeah. And carers to come with me, I I can't do all that so quickly. And it's, yeah, you've got so much more to think about than just yourself. You have to organise everything. Yeah, and that is the thing is is you just got to do so much planning. I mean, um, one of the ones comes to mind with me, and I know there was, um, because I know they'll probably be listening, good friends of mine, um, uh, I think one of, uh, what were we, year, we just come out of school. So one of my friends went over to Thailand, did his gap year, and one of my other friends was like, oh, I'm going to come out and visit. Charlie, you should come. And I would love to. I mean, Ross, you follow me on Instagram. You know what I'm like. I, I love visiting a new country. But it wasn't yeah. just, yeah, fuck it, let's go. Like, I'd love to be like that. Love to. But it's like they always joke and say, like, oh, it's because you always stay in posh hotels. I'm like, no, it's because not normally the ones that you have to pay more for are the ones with the accessible rooms. Like, that's the only reason. Um, and it's that whole thing of, like, it does disabilities kills spontaneity and it's a really, really hard thing to like kind of wrap your head around and and i've been really lucky like gina's been a godsend in terms of bringing back some of my spontaneity because i had can just go 
Gina, I want to go here. Can we go here? And it's a lot easier because any support I need, luckily Gina can provide. So it's not too bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's something that I really want to explain to the outside world of like some things you just can't just do. Like, it's just one of them things like we'd love to. We'd love to yeah. do it, but we can't. Yeah, it's not that we're boring. We just it, you can't have that that spontaneous thing, and it's just yeah. I really try not to overthink it sometimes because I'm just like that's not my life. Like I, I yeah, yeah. it's pointless me getting down about it because there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you believe in like another lifetime. I I do. I very much. I like to. I love all the spiritual type stuff, and I do like oh, to I love think. That. That yeah, like in another life, I like to think that maybe I could experience those things, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and like, it's the other thing as well. It's like, you just, we find, it sounds really bad, but we find joy in other places or like we do, but we just plan it more. And like, it doesn't mean that we enjoy it any less. If anything, we have a bit more of an idea of what we're doing. And I can tell you what yeah. good restaurants are already there because I've already researched it and I know where we're going. <laughs> so true, <laughs> I've already pre-ordered on the menu. <laughs> yep. I already know what I'm having. I'm having the steak followed by this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, obviously, we touched on it there. Um, you mentioned, obviously, both of us mentioned some experience with um, anxiety. Did you find any? Because I was, I, the only reason I asked was because I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and we were going through like different coping mechanisms for people that have, um, are suffering with anxiety. Uh, yeah. Did you find any major coping mechanisms that helped you um, or anything that helped you at all? Um, yeah, I think something that I really helped me, which might sound silly, is um, temperature, temperature all control. Right. Because I, um, 99% of the time, I am cold. Like I am freezing like all the time. My, I think probably because I'm not as, as active, my body is yep. generally cold. Like even now to the point let me show you i have a hot water bottle on my lap like i'm, <laughs> I'm an old yeah. man at heart i've got a blanket most evenings i'm like watching tv with a blanket so yeah. um i like to warm myself up but whenever i get stressed or overly hot it really stresses me out even more um so something that i find when i get really anxious i would just naturally take myself to the bathroom and just run my hands under freezing cold water um it's something i found myself like unconsciously doing every time i got stressed i was just i would run my hands under this water wow. to the yeah. point where like they were freezing which is probably not the best medical advice to be given but i don't know it kind of i helped it kind of helped me like it snapped you back to reality that sort of thing it did yeah it, it kind of helped me like think of something else at yeah, the time yeah, and like my hands yeah. were so cold it was almost almost painful um yeah but it it it, it got me thinking and it, it really helped with my body temperature to like reset me so it's a random yeah. bit of advice that kind of works for me but everyone's yeah different. i mean i mean uh gina won't mind me saying gina so gina has has uh, has some experience with anxiety so i got a lot of my pointers from her and it was very much like find something that you find soothing whereas obviously her thing didn't work for me but the thing I found was um and it sounds really stupid it sounds really nerdy and really typical teenage boy but um video games video games was my thing like if I sat and played video games for an hour like uh, my anxiety would disappear I think it was purely because I had something else to focus on I wasn't thinking about oh shit I've got to deal with that thing at work tomorrow I was just thinking about okay 
I'm playing this game right now. Yeah. And and that was my thing. And that was my thing. Um, what else did I find helped me? Um, I, I I found CBD helped me. Um, I, I've been yeah. using CBD for quite a while now. Um, that helped me just... It's like taking... I suppose it's the same as taking calms. It's the same sort of concept. That helped me, but that's more of a medication, I suppose. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of more physical things. Just finding different things to focus on. That was my main thing. Finding a distraction was my was my big thing like sitting watching telly didn't work i don't know why i don't yeah. know why i think it was because like you could pick up your phone and do this at the other so i really needed something that like i could fixate on um and food yeah. helped food oh, helped of course. of course i'm very much and my my friends and my family tell me off for this like all the time um some it's almost as if like i don't help myself sometimes like when i get poorly or or anything even if i've got a headache i don't like taking pills i don't take any medication or pills or anything like that I'm, i've almost i don't know why i've got a friend who's a doctor and he tells me off all the time so he's like just take some paracetamol or do something to help yeah, yourself yeah. and i'm like no when i'm poorly or i'm i'm in that zone i just like shut down and i i, I don't want advice from anyone i just want to sit That's quietly it. and let yeah. it pass um you know, my sister's a nurse and I've been ill sometimes and she'll turn up at the door like, take this. And I'm like, go away. No, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get that. I do get that. It's, 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 yeah, I'm just not, it's trying to narrow it down. Like, what else did I use? Like, it's, see little things. Like, I was very tactile. Like, I always have been, like, if, when I, I'm sure everyone can relate to this. Like, people playing with my hair helped. Things, okay. silly little things like that. Like, yeah, really weird. Like it makes the worst thing is I think with anxiety and uh, and depression came with that. It's like it, you're hyper vulnerable. You're mm-hmm. hyper vulnerable, so you're constantly just like seeking attention, stimulus, whatever that might be, just to get that thing out of your head. Um, yeah. And I mean, this has taken a very deep dive, but then I feel like particularly being two young males is something that's not really spoken about and how how we deal with these different situations and probably explaining that yeah you're not on your own you're not on your own and we've all most of us have experienced it at some point or other it's just some of us don't know what it was some of us think it was a phase some of us know what it is it's yeah yeah i think it's important like like you said especially as two young males and you know we're, we're like the modern men you know we're not scared to talk about feelings or emotions and I think it's really important I've had conversations like my family and my grandparents are quite old school and they've got sort of quite old school opinions you know back in my day there was no such thing as anxiety depression. Or depression. yeah yeah like there was there just wasn't awareness or or things you know we're more open to talking about it now so um it doesn't mean it's not there <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, don't it, and also that doesn't just come from grandpa. It's my parents when I was going through it didn't really get it. They didn't get it. They, I, I always joke and say they they came from a self employed background, so there was no time to be stressed or anxious. You just had to get on with it, or we were broke. Um, so yeah, I think that's their approach. Whereas like now it's a lot more like oh, the thing I always expect people was oh, but I wouldn't get stressed like that, and I'm like get that idea out of your head because. It, people can only deal with what they can deal with. Like you can only deal yeah. with the level of stress that you've been exposed to before, because that's all you have as a point of reference. So, like if yeah. half of your half of your workload stresses someone else out, that's because they've never experienced that level of work. So then they're getting stressed, they're getting anxious, and so on. 
but getting this thing of like, oh, but I wouldn't have that. I'm like, it doesn't, it's not relevant. It doesn't work. No. And why do we compare ourselves to everyone else? This is probably like one of the main root causes. Um, and it comes with like social media in hand that we're all guilty of it. Like just because one person um, feels a certain way doesn't mean that you're the same, you know, just yeah. because you, we shouldn't compare our you know what what works and what doesn't because we're we're all different we're all doing our own thing we're in our own lanes and how we cope with things is is all different so yeah i think comparing ourselves to each other as well and how we cope with things as different humans we should we shouldn't do that and we're all guilty of it yeah i think that's a part unfortunately it's part of human nature which is really frustrating um but yes yeah, and but then on the flip side i kind of see it as a positive having experienced something like that because i can see it in others like i've seen it in colleagues friends that and the other and because i've been through it i understand it a lot more than someone else would like i can actually give them some advice and actually say look like been i've been through not this, but I've been through very similar and I can, I can, I'm not just being that annoying guy of like, oh, how are you? Like, are you okay? Like, I'm not going to be that guy every day going, oh, you are all right. Of course he's not all right. It doesn't just disappear. Like, it's, it's like, and that's what I do like about it is that thing of I'm so much more aware of it. And that's, that's the positive. So that's what I always try to say to people. Like, yeah, it fucking sucks, but it's going to teach you some valuable lessons. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's important, important subject. Yeah, um, we got very deep there. Um, what was I going <laughs> to ask you next? Um, yeah, on the note of social media, that was it. On the note of social media, what got you into that? I mean, I know you're slowly stepping more and more into that world. Um, yeah, what got you into social media and wanting to share your experiences and journeys on that? Um, I think generally, like I've always liked like media in general, and then like social media just comes hand in hand doesn't it like the growth of social media if you want to have a successful business or platform you, you know you kind of have to jump on that trend yeah, don't you? And, yeah. and I'm not the most out there person like yes I'll, I'll post the odd video or my blogs or I'm more of you know I'll, I'll post photos and stuff but I'm not like a video as such content creator like I love TikTok I will spend hours scrolling on it but for me to actually like make videos right. on it I'm, I'm not as with the times as I think I should be I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> on your level anyway um, but like I have ideas it's just like doing it or like getting yeah. over the the stage fright thing yeah 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 I get that I did it yeah I kind of did it's it like, during lockdown and that was I hate of... it in public like Tina's like oh let's film this thing in public and I'm like in my head, I'm like, great idea. My A-level drama kicks in. I'm like, stop being a <laughs> pussy. Get on with it. Like, what are you doing? And then the other times, I'm like, no, but I'm out in public. People are going to be watching. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Yeah. It is so stupid. But um, you are right. I think social media, it's become such a normal business tool. And it's really hard yeah. to get away from. Really hard to get away from. It is. I, I look back on some of my... Like, of how far I've come. Like I look back on some of my original videos that I did years ago and it makes me laugh so much because there was one video in particular. I kind of, it kind of became my thing of like making a blooper, like a second video. The bloopers. Yeah. Were like yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. They were like a video in themselves that would do better yeah, than the yeah. main content because that's what people like. The natural stuff of Funny, me messing yeah. up or yeah. laughing or something. 
taking the piss out of myself. Like I, I remember one of the very first videos I did where it was like, it was one of my very first like PR invites to an event. Um, and it was this big light show event. Um, and I went to it and my sister was the camera woman and I, and I'm not joking. We spent like the couple hours at the event. I don't think we got any good content whatsoever. It was just us laughing because of the awkwardness of me trying to speak in public. Um, yeah. In the, in the yeah. end, the whole video just turned into a bloopers of us being idiots. And it's one of my favorite memories. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because it's yeah. so stupid. What a, like literally I have so many and like I did do, when I start when I was doing YouTube I did a couple of blooper videos but even now like the, um, everyone sees the finished product of me mouthing along to the next TikTok trend the amount of times you'll just get me going ah oh, fuck ah oh, shit <laughs> it's literally just me going oh for God's sake no try again or it's literally me like Gina standing there with the, the camera and like three two one go no go again <laughs> like the thing is though you're you're kind of lucky in the sense that you and gina kind of do it together because you've both got this creative eye and you kind of both are young and understand you know how social media works like when you're doing it by yourself like i obviously have to rely, <laughs> I have to rely on other people to do my filming because i can't often yeah. you know do it myself and nine times out of ten i ask my sister to help me because she's you know, she's got a great camera and she knows all the good angles and things that I would want. Um, yeah. Whereas whenever my sister's not available, like you should see, like sometimes I have to ask my mum to help me film certain things. Oh my God. Yeah. Like yeah. even this, yeah. this week alone, I went for my very first uh, fitting because I'm getting a new car. And I Ooh. said to my mum, I know. It's very Still haven't got mine. I'm very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but I was... Um, there was a moment where I was alone. I was in the car workshop. I was alone. There was nobody around. And I said to my mum, oh, can you just get a couple of quick pictures for me? Because, you know, at some point I'm going to do a blog about my Yay. car. Progress. I was like, oh, can you just get a few pictures for me? Um, and she was like, yeah. Got home, looked at the pictures. Half of them had either her thumb <laughs> over the camera or the other <laughs> half she had, like, cut my head off. And I'm just like, mum, how yeah. is this possible? Yeah. Like, I need to train you as a... Yeah, as a, as a sister. If it makes you feel any better, my mum is no better. Literally, <laughs> one of my pet hates, and both, the thing is, my sister's twenty. What's no, no, she's yeah, twenty nine. So like, she still uses social media. Still uses her phone and everything. Literally, what is it with both of them? They'll take one picture and from the weirdest fucking angle, like down here, up here, like it's the, why, why, why you got to? And like, no. it was really funny. We were away. And this, I can't remember, I think they were a German couple. I uh, asked my mum, oh, can you, do you mind taking a photo of us? And I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. And then <laughs> she took the photo, hands the phone back, and I've just seen their face like, oh, great. And, I'm, and then they'd walk, carry on walking, and me and Gina went over and was like, do you want us to retake it? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But then, like, I am that guy. Like, if someone asks me to take a picture, I'll give them a full-on photo shoot. I will get yeah. them. Yeah. Every angle they want. Like, I've done it with friends in the past. I would rather take a hundred pictures to yeah. make sure that they've got that one shot they want. Yeah. But, you know, when is the other way round? And I want a good picture. Yeah. Like I get one shot and that's it. Oh, well, I hate getting my parents to take pictures. Because I mean, people love seeing pictures of me and Gina. But then the reason we don't take many is because 
No one like no one's good at taking pictures. Or the other thing, we're famous boys. We get caught up in the moment and gone. Shit, we really should have got some social media content for that. Oh, and the moment's yeah. gone, and you're like, oh, we're on our way home. <laughs> yeah, guilty. Yeah, it's like it is. Oh, people need to get better with cameras. But one thing I do love that Ross does, and I'm I would love to have the memory to remember to do it is your second a day thing or two seconds. Mm. I love that thing. That is so clever. So yes. clever. You'll be making an appearance in the uh, next one. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I, I, people always say that, like, how do you remember to do it, like, every day? But I think just because I've done it for years, it's literally ingrained in my everyday routine now. Like, I plan, I know, like, oh, today, my main event today is, oh, I've got, I've got work or I'm going... Are you yawning at me, Charlie? No, 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 that's not, oh, really? no, that was not a you. That is what's called a long day at work. <laughs> How very dare you. Am I that boring on your podcast? You're just going to savage me like that. Thanks. I am. I am. Um, but yeah, what was I saying before I was rudely interrupted? <laughs> you were saying about your two seconds a day, how it's um, muscle memory and you have a plan for the day. And you tend yeah. to them around that. Yeah, it's just literally ingrained into me that, like, I know I'm going to a specific event today. So, ah, later on, I'll get a, a little one second of that. And, yeah, I love it. I do. I've done it for years. And it's just the best memories to look back on. So good. It's so clever. And, like, it would have been something that I would not have thought of. And as I say, it's, it, it also amazes me. I mean, I can imagine it's a pain in the ass to edit. But it looks so, like slick and so nice and it's just as I say it's a nice thing to just look back at and go oh I remember that day or and it could and it could be the most mundane day of like you're you're making a cup of tea at home and you're yeah. like oh I remember that day that was the day Ralph did this or like yeah yeah it's it's it it's is really cool, cool. really it cool I, I love it and generally it makes my life look way cooler than it actually is I think that's what I I like <laughs> in no, but like all jokes aside it is it is really nice to look back on and sometimes I look at it and I'm like god I can't believe like I forgot about that and that was only yeah, a few yeah. ago. so yeah. um I'm conscious of I'm taking up your wonderful evening so I'm gonna finish off with the last question I did give you a heads up um the last question is which we ask every guest is mm. what's one piece of politically correctness that you really strongly agree with or disagree with? It doesn't have to be disability related. It can be something completely different. It's purely just your own opinion. Oh, yes. this is this is so hard. Um, I think my politically correctness. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it food related because oh here we go we got food okay you know I love my food um, mashed potato is for the devil. What? Mashed potato is vile. And I am the biggest potato head going. Like, you give me chips, dauphinois, any sort of fries or roast potatoes. <laughs> but mash, I wouldn't touch it if it was the last thing on earth. Wow. Okay. Okay. Strong I would opinion. Not have... That is a very strong opinion. Like, oh, yeah. like, have you tried it in multiple, like, different places or is it just like because that's the thing i'm like you can get good mash and you can get bad mash like there's definitely watery bad mash is not good like no i can i can get on board with that but like good buttery yeah good buttery mash is the one 
No, okay. I'm going to be sick. No, just the thought of it, it makes me, it makes me urge. I absolutely hate it. Like, and like I said, I love potato in all forms to the point where my family used to call me spud because I eat that much potato. I have it with like every meal. <laughs> but mashed potato, no, wow. it's for the devil. No. That one's a, that was a new, so literally like any other potato but mashed. That's mad because like it's still a similar, fla- I, yeah, I, I would say it's a similar <laughs> flavour. But yeah, I, yeah, it's, that's a, that's a curveball. That is a proper curveball. <laughs> Like, when, yeah. how old were you when you discovered that mash was the devil's food? <laughs> I have no idea. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I was probably forced at it as a child and maybe <laughs> I've been scarred. That was why, meanwhile, your mum's just like, fucking take it. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. No, it, I, it, honestly, <laughs> it makes me cringe just the thought of it. I don't know That's what it is. Mad. That is mad. So any other potato but a mashed potato. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Pepsi make you mashed potato when I next to you. No. <laughs> um, also, I always give my guests a chance to plug. So, what are you working on? What do you want to let the people know? It's your time to shine. Oh, um, yeah. Just you can follow me on social media. That's the only main plug I really have at the minute. Um, yeah, just at Ross Lannan um, across Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, or just alifefromwheels.co.uk. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Not Quite Podcast. Please make sure you follow us on TikTok and Instagram to get regular updates about the podcast.